0: Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through simple, digestible lessons on legal, tax, money, and business topics. My name is Brayden Drake. I'm an entrepreneur, lawyer, tax professional, educator, and author teaching you the behind the scenes necessities you can pair with your own expertise and innate strengths to step into the CEO role and grow the business of your dreams. So if you're ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Braden, and today I am joined by Emily. Emily, I never remember how to pronounce your last name. Is it reader or writer? It's
1: writer. It's Writer. Writer. Like, okay. Writer.
0: <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. Emily Writer of Anna Dolores Photography. How are you doing, Emily?
1: I am doing as well as can be expected in 2020, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Doing,
1: doing well. Yeah.
0: Same. I'm just, well, we're, you know, we're all just doing our best to like I, would, I was going to say survive and thrive, but really just survive, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're trying to thrive where we can, but really the <laughs> focus is on survival for sure, and that's okay.
0: <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, So we had you on the podcast. I always say we, phantom we. Just It's really just me. I had you on the yeah. podcast earlier this year. We talked all about your business. People can go back and listen to that if they want to, but we're just going to kind of start from the top because- Typically, I found that the way my podcast works is a lot of people don't tune in week to week for, you know, like all year. They Mm -hmm. tend to find me, they realize they need some tax and legal help, and then they binge listen. So they might not have heard your episode. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and what it is that you do, where you live, all those good things.
1: Yeah. So I am a Santa Barbara wedding photographer. Um, located in, um, I actually live in Ventura, in Ventura County, in which is just a smidge south of Santa Barbara. Um, and I run a team of three other wedding photographers. We photograph, well, in a normal year, we photograph about 50 weddings a year. Um, this year, obviously, that got uh, a little, you know, disrupted a little bit, <laughs> obviously. And so a lot of those weddings got pushed to next year, which means we're actually already, almost completely booked up for next year already, which is really early for that to happen. Um, but, you know, the the silver lining for us and for um, for Ann and Dolores is that we actually booked a lot of elopements this year. We ended up photographing about 20 elopements in late summer, early fall. So that was a nice little, you know, kind of alternative thing we could do and, and have time for. So we were able to serve a lot of couples whose plans changed we have a really beautiful courthouse here in Santa Barbara. So we did a lot of elopements in, nice. in the last How many?
0: Months. How many of those couples were couples that ha- had already hired you? They just kind of shifted their plans versus couples who like kind of hired you last minute to do elopements?
1: So honestly, the percentage of those who were pre-existing clients was actually pretty low. We did do some, you know, uh, modified plans for current couples who ended up either postponing their big party to next year or just completely changed their plans and kind of downsized. I would say that's probably, I wanna say maybe five clients off the top of my head where we just did like a smaller, a smaller ceremony or just, um, you know, and they're doing a bigger party or they just downsized completely. The, we, but we booked an additional 20 new clients. Um, Who just, who hired us just to do their elopement, either because they were getting married at a destination, and so, you know, their their photographer for their big wedding next year is out of state, or they canceled their plans completely, um, and just wanted to have a small ceremony at the courthouse, and of course wanted photos of that. So.
0: Nice. That's what yeah. my husband and I did. We basically eloped, but we did not have a photographer. So I have no good. I just have like shitty iPhone 5 photos. That breaks my day.
1: heart, Brayden. Like every know, wedding photographer concept? you work with must be so devastated by that. We need. This was, you know yeah, that this means was, one of us needs to do a wedding shoot with you guys.
0: Yeah, Well, we've done, <laughs> we did like one little shoot. We were actually supposed to do a styled shoot a couple weeks ago, but it ended up like they couldn't get everything together in time. So it was a floral designer that I knew that was really excited to have a gay couple to like give really overly large bouquets to. But I think that'll happen in due time.
1: Uh, yeah, I might. Now, now my creative juices are flowing and I'm like, ooh, what do I have coming up that I could use you guys for something? Cause that would well, hey, be super Well,
0: hey, if you want to do a styled shoe, I'm always down. Leonard would be down. My husband would probably be down too, but I don't know if he would be as down as me, which means right. he, would, <laughs> he would say yes, but I don't know if you'd be willing to like travel far for it. So- gotcha.
1: Okay. Good to know. I well, could we'll like, see. you know,
0: I could I could drag him 20 minutes away for like a 2-hour photo shoot. 100%.
1: Yeah. Although if all we day went, up in Santa Barbara, maybe not so much. Yeah. If
0: we went to Santa Barbara, he could be lured up there, like, if there's enough, like, brunching and cocktails involved.
1: Okay. So, so he can be bribed. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll For keep like, that if in we nice. turned it,
0: yeah. If we turned it in like a weekend vacation for sure.
1: Perfect. So, so now I know what Leonard's, um, yeah.
0: I mean, let's talk about it. Yeah. Are. I think, yeah. She was, she was going to have, she was going to have me wear like a mauve suit and he was going to wear like orange. It was going to be like a, whole, like a whole vibe.
1: That's an, okay. Well, I don't want to steal her ideas either, but.
0: Okay. No. But- Google. Now I'm. Now YouTube. I'm gonna think about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, you can always
0: collaborate. I'll introduce you to. be a I good really want
1: to do something with some dark greens. I think that would be super sexy. So. <gasps> yes. yes. Okay. So okay, I. Okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've been getting into like a dark and moody vibe, which I know, mm-hmm. I don't think that's your, really your shooting aesthetic.
1: It's not, but I still, like, that's not my editing aesthetic, but I do like it for like the details and the decor. I'm actually pretty into yes. it. My own wedding has some pretty moody vibes, honestly. Like okay, we're not good. going like bright and airy with our decor. Because uh, I yeah, love- Yeah, my editing style is brighter, but-
0: Yeah, I love, like, I love a dark green, but I could be-, yeah, I could yeah. be talked into a dark green okay
1: perfect anyway sorry you know these
0: these these (laughs) tangents are fun and interesting hopefully for the five people that are listening they'll love it so okay what we're going to talk about so shameless self-promotion you all know how the drill goes at this point the doors to unfuck your biz my signature course you know they only open twice a year at the time this podcast will be released registration is actually open i launched it the day before it's always weird to talk in these like weird tenses because we're recording this like four weeks in advance mm-hmm. but at the time this releases, the first two master classes will have been yesterday so if you all miss them, you can sign up for the next master class on Friday at www.bradendrake.com forward slash masterclass where at the end I will tell you all about unfuck your biz but of course I will teach you for an hour because I do not do bullshit webinars that have no teaching in them I hate that
1: correct yeah but
0: Meanwhile, we're going to talk a little bit about the program. So Emily, can you tell me, remind me how you found me again and like how you ended up getting into the program.
1: So I think I originally found you from a fellow creative posting about it on Instagram. Um, I think I also might have Heard from you in passing from another another um, lawyer who services creative entrepreneurs. So, oh. um, yeah, there was some kind of buzz around you, which is kind of exciting, right? So I love <laughs> so, I love buzz. Yeah, so um, so I came to you and originally just wanted to hire you, uh, you know, one on one, so you could help me form my LLC. And I, you know, I had just hired another attorney. <laughs> I would hired another attorney. Uh, to help me with um, employment law and hiring employees, because that was what I was doing the end of last year um, was just getting my my business legit with turning my contractors into employees um, on the you know on the heels of the a b five law um, coming into fruition, <laughs> so hiring all of them and then I was like okay it 's time to move from sole proprietor to l l c and I reached out to Braden to help me with that, and he said. Okay, I can help you with this, but you're actually going to get a lot more value and actually save money if you join the Unfuck Your Biz course instead. And I was a little resistant to that because I didn't think I needed it. I just wanted LLC help. I didn't think I needed help with contracts or cash flow or taxes or anything else. Um, You know, I had, I already had a, a, and still have an accountant and a bookkeeper managing taxes, um, You know, but what I quickly realized as soon as I joined the course is that while I might have like an acceptable, passable knowledge of some of these things, um, it's really, really important as a business owner to really thoroughly understand what's going on behind the scenes of your business, even if you've already had... Or hired people to help you with those things and manage those things for you. Because if you have an accountant and a bookkeeper, for example, running your taxes and running your books and managing all of your expenses, that's great, but you also don't really know what they're doing or what anything means and you're literally just signing on the dotted line, which my bookkeeper is actually my mom. She studied accounting <laughs> in college. So she is like a legitimate, she doesn't have a license or anything, which is fine for just working with me, right? Like she just manages my expenses. And then I do have a CPA who act, and a tax preparer who actually file my taxes for me. So to be fair, they sent me my tax information a few days ago and I literally just signed on the dotted line. But I can also look at all those numbers now and see what they mean and understand what they mean and I understand what it means to contribute to my IRAs and anyway, I don't want to get too far into the weeds on that but the point is that by taking Braden's course I was able to really get a handle on cash flow and I've already Like every business owner I meet, I'm like, what's your cash flow system? And I don't ask them to make them feel bad about themselves, but it's because for the first, I would say five years of my business, I didn't really know what I needed to be putting away for taxes and profits and all these things. And to have those systems in place now means I know exactly how much I make on each client, exactly how much I need to put away for each client to pay. Not just operating expenses, but pay my employees, pay myself, uh, put away for taxes. Tax time isn't scary anymore because I have this fat tax account right now that just sits there and waits for when I need to pay taxes. And it's so beautiful <laughs> to have that and not be scared and not be traumatized when I get a fifteen thousand dollars tax bill that you know yeah, and that's I, pay a lot. Par- I pay quarterly now, so it's not it's not as traumatizing, but even still, like, you know, I made more money than I had been paying quarterly last year. That won't be a problem for twenty twenty, thankfully. <laughs> Again, silver linings, right? Like I won't yeah. pay as many taxes. But um, you know, so I had some leftover taxes that I had to pay, and it was a few thousand dollars, and I didn't even bat an eye because it's already in my account. So
0: yeah, the tax, like the tax savings automations are game changer. When you talk to your peers and ask them what their cash flow system is, how many of them look yeah. at you and say, What the fuck is cash flow? Ev-
1: every single one. Every <laughs> single one. And I mean except for except for Maddie and Felicia of I Hurt My Groom, who took your course the last yeah time they're, we offered it.
0: they're I'm interviewing them in like three hours. So their I podcast love it. their their episode's gonna release next week. So everyone yeah, will get to hear from they're Maddie awesome. and Felicia.
1: And, you know, and not to totally put them on the spot and embarrass them, but there were a couple other things I was like, well, what do you have in place for this? And what do you have in place for that? We were driving down to photograph a wedding and um, we were just, you know, making conversation in the car. They're, you know, two of my best friends. And I was like, well, what do you have for this? And they just looked at me horrified and they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, okay, you guys don't have this? Like, I don't mean to like shame you, but this is really important.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, because so you were... You were in the like in the cohort before them, so they yes, did. Exactly. So you were in there. You were in the course that opened a year ago, and then exactly Maddie and a year did ago. This, yeah, yeah, the spring course because it opens. Yeah. Like I mentioned at the top, it opens twice a year. Right. Yeah. Right. That that was awesome. It'll be fun to talk to Maddie and Felicia. Yeah, they're really fun. They're while. fun.
1: Uh, so you know, so they've gotten a lot of their of their shit together, which you know, I'm I'm happy for them because they're my friends and I love them, and also they are badass business ladies, and they just had a couple things they needed to uh, to dial in, and now they're there, and you know, and the last person I was actually telling about this was my like, <laughs> I get lash extensions, <laughs> and my lash extensions. Um, uh, Aesthetician was saying, um, like, oh, yeah, I had to pay so much in taxes last year. And I was like, and I knew she, I mean, I knew she wouldn't have a cash flow system. I didn't want to, like, put her on the spot. But I was like, you know, what I do with taxes is this. And she was like, wait, what? Tell me more. And so I started to tell her about Profit First. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm going to get her, I'm going to get her into it too. Cause I just, I could tell yes. that it would be life-changing for her and it would really yeah, get her, her get her to sign up, <laughs> get her to sign up for
0: my masterclass on Friday. Absolutely.
1: Oh my gosh. I really will. I'm going to send her yeah, the link actually. Yeah.
0: The bulk of the presentation will be I presentation. Who am I? The the bulk of the masterclass will be on how to set up your cash flow system moving into 2021. So Perfect.
1: She love time. that. I mean, and she's had a hard year obviously too because her I mean, yeah. she just reopened. She's a salon. She hasn't been able to be open this whole time. So
0: Yes. So I was just talking to you before we hit record that I had yes. a mutual friend Melissa Highland over for dinner yesterday Marissa and she Highland.
1: also
0: Yeah. Did I say her yes. name wrong?
1: You said Melissa. <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought I said Marissa. Either way, Marissa. Anyway. Yeah, I had, anyway, I had Marissa over and she was in the class with Maddie and Felicia in the the spring. And her, interestingly, her mom is a CPA and does all of her tax stuff. Oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah, so I was like, Marissa, would you sign up for my program? Was your mom like, what the fuck is this? Is this a scam? Because people who like don't know think the online, I mean, it does kind of sound kind of sketchy. And she goes, no, my mom thought it was genius. Yeah, <laughs> but so I'm curious with you and your mom. First of all, was she like, "What is this program?" But also, did anything kind of change in the way that she was doing the bookkeeping or like how you kind of talked about it or any of that stuff?
1: Yes, she's frankly a little mad at me for now having like seven bank accounts because that makes her <laughs> job
0: because she has to <laughs> manage difficult. them all
1: exactly. So. You know, so I actually still have to sit down with her and really go through it because she hasn't really dived into, you know, kind of keeping track of everything for 2020 just yet. So she and I need to, uh, need to review all of that. Um, I mean, she still has an eye on the operating expenses account, which I think is going to be the most important one for her for worrying about expenses. But then she also has to kind of see what I'm making in terms of contributions to like, um, uh, payment you know, dispersals, I can't think of the right word right now. Um, distributions. Myself. Distributions. Thank you. Like I know it starts with a D. Um, distributions to myself, as well as um, profit distributions. Um, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, yeah, so that you, part of it, I think is going to be interesting. You, for, her.
0: you formed your S Corp while you were in the program, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. And so then- we did LLC and S Corp right around the same time.
0: Yeah, and did you set up your payroll through Gusto? Yes, I did. Okay, how not it just the best thing ever? I'm,
1: I'm in love with it. It's so good. It's it's so easy. It makes me feel like such a badass. every. I'm like, oh, I ran payroll <laughs> today. I'm so fancy. Um, and like my fiance and I laugh because I'm like, oh, I'm getting paid on Friday. And he looks at me, he's like, aren't you paying yourself? And I'm like, yeah, but it comes from like this other place. And it feels really, yeah, you know, and I feel really and bougie people, being like, I'm paying myself.
0: <laughs> people always think that the S-Corp's like overly complicated, but once your business can sustain it, it like mm-hmm. almost makes it easier because you yeah. just have a system in place. It's like Absolutely. almost automatic.
1: And, you know, I thought I was going to be able to s- sustain it a little bit better this year, to be honest. So hopefully uh, next year, <clears throat> COVID eases up a little bit so we can get back to weddings and I can get back to the uh, income for my business that I was expecting. Um, <laughs> but even still, I, I, you know, on the other hand, maybe this was like a good practice year in terms of I didn't necessarily need it terribly but it was but it was helpful to get into it and understand it and i did still make some distributions to myself you know beyond my salary and um so and that's another thing that my mom is like what is this and so i need to i need to kind of go through that with her too i think she'll be fine as soon as i walk her through it we just haven't had that chance to sit down and do it yeah you can
0: walk her through our our course text
1: exactly i should just send her the course and be like here's my login watch everything
0: um (laughs) So don't do that. That's technically a violation. No, of I know. I'm just service. kidding. i
1: know I'm not going to do that. As soon as I said <laughs> it, I was like, I'm not doing that, Brayden. I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> just, but you could, you could, you could, you could totally send a book. I, I honestly, could, just, I could,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. She probably so, wouldn't watch
1: it anyway. <laughs> She'd be yeah, like, "This is too much. What's happening?
0: <laughs> this is too much, overwhelming." Let's talk about um, with. Well, you already had your contracts like pretty well in order, but did you find that like going through all of this pre-COVID, like how did that change things for you? Hopefully, I mean, obviously very leading question, but (laughs) hopefully it made the process like, I mean, I wouldn't say smoother, but at least like less anxiety inducing. No,
1: I I mean, I think smoother is, is fair because if you don't have solid contracts in place to begin with, this was an incredibly stressful year because- you didn't, you know, if someone didn't have ironclad contracts that really spelled out policies very clearly, didn't have a force majeure clause, didn't have solid refund and cancellation policies spelled out, obviously that would be very problematic for business owners in 2020, for for wedding industry business owners in, in particular. So that definitely helped to to go through those contracts and just kind of audit them alongside the contracts I already have. And I think I, I mentioned this in our last episode, but before I took the program with you, I had actually just paid another attorney to, you know, kind of revamp my existing client, client agreement contract. So that had already been really fine-tuned, but even still, it's still good to compare to the information you gave us and just make sure that everything was where it needed to be inconsistent. So I felt pretty good about my contracts already. But even since then I've been like, okay, what do I need to add? Do I need to add, you know, I've added um, you know, a, a safety and liability, or I should say I beefed up my safety and liability clause because before mm-hmm. it was just kind of like safe working environment. If I feel bullied, I can leave. And now it's like if I feel like my health is threatened, I can leave, kind of a thing. Right. So I think it's been helpful.
0: Since you were speaking about cash flow, let's talk about yeah. what 2021 is going to look like. Because this is this has been something interesting and something I've been thinking about a lot. Because you said you're almost mm-hmm. already fully booked. And what sure. I'm curious about is how many of those people have already basically paid you in full. Yeah. Because what I think what I'm what I'm seeing is gonna happen is so many people have postponed from 2020. Those clients are already paid, so you're gonna be very busy with work. But yep. not getting more payment. So I feel like a lot of people who need more payment are going to end up just taking on a lot more weddings than they would normally do in a year. And in which mm-hmm. case, like now is a more important time than ever to have a really good cash flow system in order to know where all that money is going to go.
1: Absolutely. Um, agreed with all those points. And you're correct on all those points. So I would say, I want to say and and this is without having looked at the numbers in the last few days so I I can't you know give you a completely accurate but definitely I would say at least half of our business next year is postponed business from from 2020. So which is a bummer because you know we tried to kind of compel a lot of our 2020 clients to try to book Fridays or Sundays so that we could still leave Saturdays open for new business which is also a little bit um, of a hot topic because some um, wedding industry people are like, well, you, you know, we should be loyal to our previous clients and let them pick whatever day they want and don't charge late fees or not late fees, postponement fees. And I'm like, yeah, but also we're running a business. and And we are essentially putting two years worth of work into one year's worth of, you know, calendar space. And so, um, you know, so we need to be able to have that cash flow. So I think we're going to ultimately book more weddings this year for 2021 rather than we normally would. I'm already doing double headers when I wouldn't normally do that. I wouldn't normally take more than one wedding in a weekend, but I've made space for that and just kind of accepted that that's what 2021 is going to look like, so that we can take on more work. Um, but my associates will, you know, are probably going to take on more weddings than they would have this year. So it is really stressful because we do have clients who have paid in full and haven't even picked a new date yet. So that money, you know, from a business standpoint, that money is kind of gone. I mean, I've put it into my accounts and everything, but you know, yeah. uh, it's I was really actually gone. <laughs>
0: so. I almost, I almost made an Instagram post the other day. Maybe I should post this on my Instagram today, but yeah. if anyone's feeling like they really need some money that you should go ahead and like bid out the date. 10 20 30 for like an exorbitant amount of money <laughs> for real though i mean, think about it, october seriously. 20 yeah october well i wonder what day of the week that's gonna fall on i should like look and see but other because if, if it were a weekend october 20th thousand thirty, i feel like everyone's gonna want to get married
1: yeah yeah it's it's gonna be nuts and what's what's crazy too like 10 10 20 this year was the most popular wedding date, and all of mm-hmm. our weddings either canceled or postponed
0: so yeah, I ended up good, doing an
1: elopement and that was it that day, like a last minute book elopement booking.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's but yeah, it's funny. Our like our good friends, my husband's best friend and his mm-hmm. fiance, like they were supposed to get married on 10, 10, 20. And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't even really think anything about it until all of the wedding pr- vendors were like, Oh yeah, it's like a really popular date. This it's is why so I'm popular. actually this is why I'm a fan of surge pricing. And I think like my mm-hmm. mind is just too revolutionary for the wedding industry because everyone thinks I'm crazy. But I'm like, why I not don't charge think it's more? Crazy. Yeah, I was like, not. why not charge more for these big dates? Because it's basically yeah. just supply and demand. Like that's how. Right. That's like how free markets work. You're like, I have, you know, normally I would maybe get two inquiries for the same wedding day. I'm getting ten inquiries for this date. So like, who wants to pay for it?
1: Right. Right. And I think that maybe the wedding industry is a little bit um, hesitant to implement that because we tend to be a very like a very first come first serve. Type of industry, like if you get to us first, then you're the lucky one who gets the date, and then we're booked, and that's it. Um, versus, well, you can
0: still be you can still be first come first serve. You're just going to quote them a, a higher right. amount for that date. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, and then I do think that then wedding vendors get scared that then they won't book that date at all because their pricing is too high, and then they've got this popular date. That they- I'm just I'm not saying it's yeah. logical. I'm just saying from our, but they, I mean,
0: but they will though. Like, it, like, totally. and, like, and of course we're just playing devil's advocate now, but like right, at right. the level you are in, in your business, you have yeah. three second shooter employees. <laughs> yeah. You probably are getting inquiries all the time. Like in what world are you not going to get multiple inquiries for like a 10, 10, 20 date?
1: That's fair. And for some of our other dates for 2021, we're like fully booked already. Like I had to turn someone away for a June, a June wedding date the other day, because literally all four of us are already booked on this date. Like crazy. it's all, it's all done. It's not even that's like, it's six, So it's not even like a cool number kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's not, but it's the first weekend in June and that date is always popular. And so literally all four of us are already booked. So I'm like, I, I can't accommodate you at all. Like there's, I can't even offer you Anything, (laughs) so. um, I don't think
0: I would want to have a summer wedding, but that's just me personally. Oh, I wouldn't
1: either. No, we're doing spring, and I'm already like, oh, it's gonna be 72. That's almost too hot for me.
0: (laughs) Are you getting married this this coming year?
1: I mean, yes. I I keep saying hopefully, but we've pretty much transitioned to we are going to get married. It's just gonna where it's we might have to have fewer guests. We're gonna see what happens, frankly, what happens after the election and um, and what happens in the next couple months in terms of progress towards a vaccine and whatnot, because we just might yeah. have, to have fewer guests. We don't have a huge guest count to begin with. We're looking at, you know, we're inviting a hundred, anticipating about 80, but even that might be pushing it. it. We just, we want to be responsible. So we know people yeah, are you're... having weddings that size right now, which we is crazy but
0: <laughs> yeah this episode will actually release the week after the election so Ooh, hopefully that's fun. <laughs> hopefully, the, hopefully the country won't be on fire once oh my gosh it
1: might be it might be no one will ever hear this because everything will burn down by then <laughs> yeah i mean honestly
0: probably like the worst time to launch a course i keep telling people this like <laughs> i'm launching right after the election right before thanksgiving like people's attention is all over the place and it's not a very strategic time to launch from a revenue perspective from my end, but we do it very intentionally because if you're like Emily and you want to form your escort for the new year, we have to yeah. take action on that yep. at the end of November and in early December. because You got to yeah. form your LLC with the state and that can take, usually it only takes a week to process, but sometimes it can take two to three. So mm-hmm. we do it a couple of weeks before the new year and then you have to file your other paperwork. So
1: yeah. We
0: get the stuff that needs to be set up before the new year set up. And then after the new year, we come back and do all of the other things like the contracts and the cash flow. So I'm going to plug the masterclass one more time. You all need to go sign up if you haven't watched it already at www.breedanddrake.com forward slash masterclass. Check it out. And now for our last few minutes, Emily, you've been so gracious with your time. You come and talk to my people whenever I want you to. So I want to make sure I give you ample time to tell everyone about all the new stuff. You have going on in your business, um, because you are now dipping your toes into the world of education as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I was telling Braden before we hit record that uh, that I took advantage of our free time in the spring when COVID first hit to really flesh out the educational branch of my business. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I launched a wedding styling course for photographers and wedding planners and and other wedding vendors have actually signed up for and benefited from it too um and uh and that just focuses on photographing the details of a wedding and how beneficial that is for your clients and how i think as wedding photographers we need to be good at all the things not just portraits Mm -hmm. but also all the details as well and how that's an important part of being a wedding photographer and then the other part that i think is more relevant for um, for a lot of your listeners, Braden, uh, is that I'm also going to get into. I'm I'm currently getting into making sure that wedding photographers, in particular, have their business shit together. <laughs> um, and so, which is a lot of what Braden does. I am not a lawyer, so I can't give that kind of that level of assistance and advice that Braden is doing so a lot of what I'm going to be doing is probably referring people to Braden's course (laughs) Um, but you know but also just checking in on photographers and making sure that they're running thriving successful businesses beyond just booking clients and making beautiful photos making sure that they have a really strong client um, client experience on the back end as far as like a client management system um a cash flow system and educating people on that and uh, and again sharing braden's resources. So frankly a lot of this is just going to funnel into into braden. <laughs> but uh but you know just working with people so that they understand that um being a successful business owner is is about a lot more than having a full calendar and um and again making beautiful Photos for their clients. It's, you know, you have to have this back end together too. And I, you know, I worked for a small business startup right after college. And so I got a lot of, experience um with you know with kind of the the nitty-gritty of, of making sure that everything makes sense from a business standpoint and i'm actually really into it and i'm really passionate about it so i'm excited nice. to get that going. love that yeah do
0: you have do you have an email opt-in that you want to send people to
1: yeah absolutely um if they want more information on all the things they can just go to flatlaystyling.com and that Ooh. will yeah and that will um prompt you to uh, sign up for the email list and i give all of the um, business tips as well as styling and photography and um, you know and again this is good for wedding planners and florists and anybody in the wedding industry who cares about those about those details and, and how they matter to the client so
0: nice that was a good domain yeah get.
1: yeah right I, I yeah. have a I have a coach who was helping me with that and she's like you know you need to get like a really easy Yes, URL to to share with people, and I looked it up, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is available!" And I grabbed it real fast. So yeah, that actually that is, actually reminds nice. yeah. me.
0: I think I think I bought the domain getyourshitlegit.com to send people to my uh-huh. masterclass, and yeah. I totally keep forgetting to use it. I've been using the URL slug on my website. I gotta yeah. get that together. You should okay, and then you can so, voice
1: over this episode and just put that in where you put your.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll do like a really obvious like little plug in. Um, So thanks so much, Emily, for coming to chat with everyone. Um, Just a reminder, go get Emily's stuff, check it out. You can also still sign up for the masterclass. Like I mentioned, it's going to be on Friday. And heads up, if you are interested in joining Unfuck Your Biz, doors will be closing next week. So you're going to want to start checking it out. um, See if it's something you're interested in. Shoot me a message if you have any questions. That's all for today. And I will be back in your podcast app, I think tomorrow, so I'll see you then. Have a good one.